You are listening to The Worlding Podcast, where we explore the relationship of how we are both, shaping and being shaped by our surroundings. The podcast traces interconnections by inviting each episode's guest to pass on the mic to someone who has influenced their world. And now, here's your host, dance artist Renee Schadler. Hello friends. Today we complete the ninth series of Worlding with my guest, Daniela Zambrano Almidon, a Peruvian Quechua researcher and interdisciplinary artist with a focus on Andean Amazonian popular culture in Peru. Today we will look into indigenous imaginaries and how Daniela is furthering the dialogue between post-colonial time and indigenous Abiyala time. Thanks so much for chatting with us today. Hi, it's a pleasure. And thanks to Christoph Balsa for the invitation. Um, my mother taught in Spanish and I have learned German coming to learn Berlin, but um, my English is in progress. Thanks so much for crossing over the threshold and chatting with us in English. I really appreciate it. To begin our conversation, I'm curious to hear more about your family and upbringing in Peru. Yeah, I'm from an indigenous family living in the urban area from two different families. Uh, the mother from the south of Peru. My father is from Lima, but his family uh, is from the Central Andes and the Amazon of Peru. The community where I come from is an urban indigenous community, which will everything by itself. It is a self-sufficient to this day. For example, my grandmother also built a school for the community. Mm. Thanks so much for sharing. I think it's really interesting that Indigenous communities are also based in cities. This is an important stereotype to break down because often people think of communities or individuals from Indigenous backgrounds as being isolated and based in remote areas. Yes, My family and many indigenous people from the diaspora come to the city of Lima fleeing to the armed conflict. There is also an indigenous group from Latin America in Berlin. We are everywhere. Of course, we travel and more just like people from the West. And how did you come, Danny, to be based in Berlin? Empty. Out from Peru, moved to Germany to work. She had to send money home to the supper for the family, especially to pay for her younger siblings' schooling. I didn't have that great responsibility, but I did want to see other place besides Lima. I studied visual art in Peru and came to work as our pair and to meet this out again in two, uh, 
2016. My plan was to apply for the master's degree in art and I did. I only applied for one because I didn't have a lot of money for art, the documentation and translation they asked for. And that's now I got accepted into the master program in Berlin that I have already complete. Um, at the moment, I plan to stay and continue my artistic career in Berlin but also to travel to Peru to also take my artist's work there and always question it. Something very important also, to keep the connection with the community and my family. I am lucky because my aunt had the helpful family in Peru, a lot with her income, but no my family, can support itself. The younger siblings are grown up and the hardest times are over. I do not have to send money for the younger sibling. I just have to be responsible for covering in expenses and I can work as a freelance artist. I think it's really important that you just stressed also that there is institutionalized racism and the way you were talking about the costs involved even with applying for these master's programs in Europe and the translations and the barriers in place I think it's <laughs> yeah a real testament that you were able to overcome them and study at the Udika. I want to move on now to the Quechua and the Quechua through our conversations I've come to realize have a particular way of worlding and being in connection with the earth. Can you share with us your understanding of the interconnection between the human body, nature and the community? In, in the Andan world, the human body, nature and community are united. In colonization, this connection is broken. A good example is this is the Malki, a mummy combining two bodies, that of a man and a child from the Peruvian community of Chuquitanda, which is now um, on public display at a Humboldt Forum in Berlin. In Europe, and the best, the mummy is considered dead. And the Andean culture, the mummy is still alive. I know you are currently working on a documentary film, The Restitution of Dignity, that follows the story of the Malki, which came from an area close to where you grew up in Peru. The living beings, as you refer to them, were taken as the result of German maritime extractivism in 1532. How has the documentary taken shape and how have you approached this story and the collective stories of European theft in the global south? 
Yeah, it's um, start with a normal documentary film, and at the the, the end, you have a video art piece. The film is an hour long. That is a feature film. <laughs> I went to traveling to Peru later this year to get feedback from the community to make sure they, uh, they are represented in a way that they are comfortable with and that is true to their own voice. This is a project that started during my master's degree and I don't know when it will be finished. It is a long process. Yes, I can imagine that it's a long process and perhaps the end is not yet in sight. However, it's a really beautiful documentary that seeks to understand the complexity and need to restitute the memory and representation of Indigenous societies. So worth the effort, absolutely, to keep in dialogue with the community and checking in on representation. When I was going through the material surrounding the documentary, I was really struck by how the ethnographic exhibition described the Malki as, quote, VA28462 Chikikanta, a funerary bundle made up of two deceased, an old man and an indigenous child. So again, this very cold language very sterile museum language, distancing the human aspect, this living aspect of these remains and their real cultural value and importance back in Peru, where they're from. The Malki was extracted by a German merchant and together with a large number of Malkis and illegally desecrated objects, was sold in Berlin and became patrimony to the Prussian Empire until today. So it's still there in the Humboldt Forum. And Danny was sharing with me the activist work that she's doing together with other Peruvian activists. And a particular time in 2019, in celebration of the Day of the Dead, Danny was involved in a ceremony that took place in the Lust Garden, so opposite this so-called Humboldt Forum. And it was a decorative procession where Danny and the community not only paid respect to the Malki and the Chikikanta community, they also denounced the racist attitude of the Prussian Cultural Heritage Foundation, which still dehumanizes and exhibits non-white bodies in a self-imposed mission of anthropological research. And I think this last statement is so important that it is self-imposed, this mission of anthropological research, and coming from the perspective of the colonisers. So the colonisers have given themselves this very important task 
of documenting and maintaining remains of cultures and cultures that they're not in dialogue with. So not actually having this conversation, this checking in process that you're doing so beautifully, Danny. I'm interested in how while the Humboldt Forum and many ethnological museums worldwide suppress Indigenous cultures, the cultures themselves survive? Yes, the problem is global, not just in Peru or Apiayala. Indigenous communities are resilient. Each community and cultures has its own survival techniques. In a fortunality, some have become extinct but many are still with us. As part of this podcast, I'm inviting guests to share a proposition with myself and listeners so we can experience your research. Is there a proposition you could guide us through, Danny? Yes. I would like you to remember or imagine or follow this proposition um, physically if you have a potatoes nearby. For this proposition, Danny will guide us in Spanish and I'll translate in English. Mm -hmm. Yes. Para este encuentro necesitas una papita cocinada, un poco de sal y si lo prefieres un poco de salsa de ají. For this meeting, you need a cooked potato with a little salt and if you prefer, a little chili sauce. Siéntate y respira. Siente tu respiración, tus pies en la tierra. Escucha tu corazón. Sit and breathe, feel your breath, your feet on the ground, listen to your heart. Coge la papa, mírala, mira los puntitos que tiene, siente si está tibia o fría, dale un mordisco, cierra los ojos, siente su sabor, su textura. Pick up the potato, look at it, look at the little dots on it, feel if it is warm or cold, take a bite, close your eyes, feel its taste, its texture. Piensa, ¿cuándo fue la primera vez que comiste una papa? ¿Quién te la dio? ¿Era un día luminoso? Think about the first time you ate a potato. Who gave it to you? Was it a bright day or was it cold? Abre los ojos. Mira la papa. ¿Qué color tiene ahora? Amarillo claro o amarillo oscuro? Rosado, violeta o con puntitos. Open your eyes, 
Look at the potato and see what colour it is now. Light yellow or dark yellow, pink, purple and speckled. Dale una mordida y viaja cuatro mil años atrás, al lado del lago Titicaca, en lo que hoy es Perú y Bolivia. Una familia trabaja en la tierra, mamá, papá, abuelos e hijos. Algunos amigos también ayudan, están sacando algo de la tierra, papas, de muchos tamaños y colores. Take a bite and travel 4,000 years next to the lake Titicaca in what is now Peru and Bolivia. A family works the land, mum, dad, grandparents and children. Some friends also help. They are pulling something out of the ground, potatoes of many sizes and colours. Los adultos remueven la tierra y los niños y ancianos recogen de la tierra las papas en unos sacos. Hace frío, pero hay un sol tan fuerte que calienta. Es hora de ir a casa. Los niños ayudan a lavar las papas y la abuela pone a hervir agua. La mamá está haciendo la salsa de ají. The adults remove the soil and the children and elders pick the potatoes out of the ground in a sack. It is cold, but the sun is so strong that it warms up. It is time to go home. The children help wash the potatoes and grandma boils water. Mum is making the chili sauce. Mmm, huele bien. Todos se sientan cerca de la cocina de barro para calentarse y contar historias, mientras cogen las papas en salsita de ají y sal. Todos recobran energía y fuerza para otro día largo de trabajo en familia. It smells good. Everyone sits near the clay stove to warm up and tell stories, while they pick potatoes in chili sauce and salt. Everyone regains energy and strength for another day of long family work. Abre los ojos y agradece a las muchas de las familias que guardaron con amor en sus manos el cultivo de la papa en los caprichosos Andes. La papa es originaria de los Andes, del amor de las familias andinas. Open your eyes and thank the many families who have lovingly kept the potato crop in their hands in the Andes. The potato originates from the Andes, from the love of the Andean families. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to share also with listeners a process that Danny and I have been through the last few hours as we've translated texts from German to English to Spanish and <laughs> looked at photos of potatoes that I don't know if I would even call them a potato. They were 
purple and had purple forms inside and Danny showed me her favorite potato which pops open when you heat it the skin literally bursts and explained how buttery this potato was and how it melted in the mouth so while this podcast may feel a little bit shorter it is something I would love you to listen again because in between the short phrases in English Danny has a lot to say and I really appreciate you being on the show Danny. Vielen Dank. Thank you for having me. Super. Gracias. Gracias. That brings us to the end of our ninth string figure. We will begin a new three-part series next week with my guest Kat Vallister, a Berlin-based performer and choreographer, where we will creatively imagine what welding can be. Thank you for listening to the Welding Podcast. Gefördert durch die Beauftragte der Bundesregierung für Kultur und Medien im Programm Neustart Kultur. Hilfsprogramm des Tanzen des Dachverband Tanz Deutschland.